Hey team, welcome to episode 91 of Transition Talk, where we talk about dental transitions and how to navigate the sometimes messy path to practice ownership. Before we get started, we wanted to address the fact that the audio in this episode, it's a little rough, but this is a great story and we just had to share it with you. Please bear with it because I promise it's worth a listen. We are so excited for today's episode because we've brought on two doctors as our guest. He is a general dentist, she is an orthodontist, and together they are the ultimate duo as the owners of a family dentistry and orthodontic practice in Tennessee. Oh, and did I mention they're married? They are. We've had so many requests and we're going to hear their story as a couple in dentistry and how they arrived where they are today, owning an incredibly successful practice, working side by side. Welcome to Drs. Todd and Tara Larrabee. Todd, Tara, thanks so much for joining us. We are so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So this topic really came to be, um, it's actually a long time in the making and something we've wanted to do for a very long time. We talked with so many dentists and we were actually at Henman this year and so many female dentists came up to us and they were just saying, you know, I've connected with someone, I'm getting married. And we hear that all the time as far as just like getting married and you meet your spouse in dental school or residency program. And I always joke that you guys do everything at one time. Like you graduate, you buy a practice, you get married, you have the kids, you buy the house, like you do all of life's events like within one year. It's like self-torture, but we get so many questions. And I just think it's so unique that you both practice. You both have your own successful business. You live together, you work together. I would never work with my spouse, so I'm also interested in that. And so we just thought it would be great to bring a real life married couple who has a su- successful business on and poke and prod a bit. So hope you don't mind us doing that today. Not at all. Okay, good. So I guess let's start at the beginning. Like, how did you guys meet? Tell us a little bit about your personal story first. Do you want me to take this? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Tara fell deeply in love with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what happened. Would you like the real story? (laughs) (laughs) Who who hit on who first? Who, Who was the driver here? Okay, Tara, well, Tara. Depends on who you ask. Okay. Tara was uh, a year behind me in dental school. And so they were in the same clinic. And uh, basically, she's beautiful. And she was somebody I always saw at school. Like, yeah, we just connected like that. And it was awesome. It was a very short courting. So the right place at the right time. But yes. And so that was in dental school. And then yes. you residency, pro- you're, you're an orthodontist. We should say that. Correct. Um, and so how kind of, uh, were you, when did you get married kind of in that progression while you guys were still, you're in residency kind of what, what did that look like? So we met when I was a third year and he was a fourth year. And then when we got married, I was a fourth year and he was doing a GPR because at that point we realized we wanted to develop a practice together. And we had planned all of that before we were basically married. But, um, so we already knew kind of the goal was to move to Tennessee and open a practice together so he was sort of killing time a little bit didn't want to commit to a practice in indiana we were in indiana um how did you guys get to tennessee what how did you pick tennessee do you have ties there so yeah so tara had a uh interview at vanderbilt for ortho residency and then i mean we could seriously like bore you guys to death with stuff, how everything happened but more or less like we looked throughout the country selected like Nashville's one of like three or four places that we wanted to just hang our shingle and we went there for Tara's interview at Vanderbilt we were like wow this place is incredible so that was 2010 uh and no sorry that was 2000 your interview was eight right yes anyway um you know we were down there and yeah we just, we just fell in love with it so we we're like we're gonna make this happen and our brother and sister-in-law they're podiatrists like they have the same gig where like they work together yeah 
when they were in residency or my sister-in-law was in Albuquerque and then my, my twin sister Sarah who's our office manager look look at Charles face he's just so like <laughs> we, all, we all basically decided we were going to try to build something together with our families so we all we all moved to Nashville and, and set up practice in Nashville basically we were in Indiana my sister and her husband were in Albuquerque at residency program there and then his twin sister was still in Alaska where they're from but we were all like we want to do life together we want to raise our kids together so like let's find a place that works for all of us and with lots of long distance conversations we picked greater Nashville area we're south of Nashville and that's what happened I love that yep so jumping kind of back into that. So we tell our listeners this all the time. Like you kind of have to understand like where you want to land and like kind of have a little forethought as far as like, this is kind of where we want to be. This is kind of ultimately want to get there. Um, was there pressure, I guess, individually and collectively um, to kind of find the the right practice? Or was it like, hey, we're just going to work and then we're going to figure that out? Like, did you look for a place? Did you do a startup? Like, tell us a story about like, the practice and clearly you were kind of at a little bit of a different stage, right? You still had some years left. You were kind of ready probably to work and own maybe a little sooner. Like how did that, how did that work? Well, it kind of goes back to when we very first started dating and quickly knew that we were going to be together. We were engaged within four months. Um, As a fourth year, you have to write this little fake sort of business plan basically. And so Todd was in fourth year doing this business plan and we were like, let's, write it to like we're gonna have a practice together a startup together so we started thinking about it and it looks nothing like what we wrote when we were uh third and fourth years but it's similar and so that kind of started ball rolling so we already knew that's what we wanted but we didn't actually know the details so as i was in residency um orthodontic residency and he was doing a dpr and then worked for a couple corporate practices killing time for me we started developing the real business plan. We knew that we wanted to practice together. We knew we wanted to do a startup, but we didn't know how to do any of it. Um, and we were worried about financially how to both of us have a brand new startup with no income from day one. So that was a big concern too. And you know, like, this is, I think, a really key point. I don't know who knows your audience is listening to this, like, there's a lot of fear, you know, that uh, is kind of driven by the advice that you might get as a young practitioner or in dental school, or maybe you did like what I did was work for a year or two um, as a GPR or corporate while you're figuring everything out. But you got to be really careful about who you listen to. You know, we got a lot of advice that we shouldn't practice together. A lot. And, and that wasn't from Hunter at all. Like he's, he's been like, saving grace honestly but we got the advice and it was really based on what i think is um other people's dilemmas or like the things that they battle so what i mean by that i'll give you an example so so we got the advice like like tara should not work with todd because she might not get any referrals right so and that's, that's a common and that's thing also valid it's true yeah but if you are just honest with yourself about like what the things that are important to you it gives you a lot of clarity and like the purpose or like what your hopes are. So we we uh, listened to that advice for the first like eight months of our startup situation. We took out two separate notes. Um, you know, back then it was just Wells Fargo and Bank of America that would lend at like 
it's crazy. Four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. So we've had Larrabee. They're called Larrabee General Dentistry and Larrabee Orthodontics. And we had these two notes were approved and we're ready. We had you know letters of intent and uh, uh, designs in the progress. And Tara and I got in the middle of it of this process and we we're like, why are we getting, like? Why again? Because we're getting advice, you know, and it was based on other people's fear, is what I really think. So we were like, oh, no, the heck with that. Like, let's just roll the dice. Like, we want to practice together and see what happens. And so, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, maybe it's a little slower on the ortho side. Is that like, is the world going to end? Like, no. Like, so keeping the big picture in mind, I think, is so critical when, you know, when you're starting out because you don't want to be driven by fear. You want to make all your decisions based on that. You will regret that. That's my personal opinion. And I know it's easy now saying, you know, 12 years later, 11, whatever. But I'm telling you, if you're a young dentist, orthodontist, you're a couple, whatever, if you want to, you don't need to practice together. But if you want to, don't let that be the thing that stops the advice of the worry about income and money. Like, because you will find a way to make it work. Isn't that the beauty of ownership, right? You kind of get to yeah. make it what you want it versus right. kind of trying to fit in a box, um, which is something we say over and over again. I mean, what a beautiful story. I mean, you got the two, you've got 8% interest rates, you got two startups, you're fighting against everybody that's saying, hey, there's no way this is going to happen. But then in the end, if, if, you're, if you're passionate about something, this is what you want to do, mm-hmm. it's going to work. And, and the, the thing about general dentistry and the thing about orthodontics, as you know, you can market to the patients. You can build your own brand. So, uh, you know, this whole, like in the orthodontic or in the specialty space, the, you know, the old days of just relying on referrals or these GPs are not going to refer. I mean, there's something to that, but there's also something just to build, building a relationship with your uh, with your patients and your community. And that, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, I, I don't know of anyone else besides you guys that have done that um, in my you know, over 20 years. So it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool story. And uh, so it, when, when you think about that, like, where are you at now? So uh, are you both working three days, four days a week, two days a week? Like, give me kind of what that setup looks like in the practice, but paint us a picture too. Like, okay, so there are two separate offices. You walk in this side, and this side, there's like a little you know, walk through that we get to see each oh, other. Sorry. We share a bake room, break room. All yeah, like these it. are all the details that people are like, no, I know, but yeah. like, tell me the specifics. Like yeah. how exactly yeah. does it work? So where we are now, it's one practice. It's one building and only one front door, one reception, one front desk, one everything. And that's all we've ever had. We've, that's all we ever had. But we did a standalone build out like in 2017 that Hunter helped us plan. Um, it's like 12,000 square foot. Like, so for the first five and a half years, we were renting space and then we built building but yeah. um so one you know reception one front desk team one office manager all of that and then there are sections so todd has um kind of a, a hallway that he has his operatories and the hygienist that he's checking and then we have two associate dentists as well um now so doc one of our doctors uh has her operatories and the hygienist that she's checking and then the other one's kind of on the other side of the building I'm right in the middle, but I have my own, you know, treatment coordinator, my own bay of chairs where I see my patients and my own assistants. But everyone's cross-trained to be able to help each other. But we are also have like our own mini teams within the big team. Like a primary team and a secondary. Like you can right. fill in, but like this is where you're, you know, your day-to-day is going to be right. here. Right. They're kind of like pods, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
So on the, you mentioned the associates. So let's go back to your days. So how many days a week are you working right now each as now as your owners? 12 years, fast forward. Yeah. So what are we doing right now as owners? We're We're both Monday through Thursday. And then the associates, how many days a week are they working? They're the same, except one associate's Monday through Thursday, and these are both general dentists, and the other is Tuesday to Friday. Okay. So listeners, let me just say this nicely, because they wouldn't say this. They're crushing it, okay? (laughs) They are crushing it. You know, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Five-year lease. Then let's go build a giant building. And now it's a quote-unquote a four-doctor practice. And so amazing that you were able to overcome that fear and to, you know, stop listening to the negative noise that people just put in our heads and think that we can't do this. So uh, you have two boys, yeah, right? Yeah. How's this working out? Tyler and Tucker, how old are they? Tyler is 11. Tucker is nine. Okay. So you were doing like a startup and having babies and doing what I said oh early God. on? So we opened our practice October of 11. And yes. we did that whole build out. That first startup build out was like 2,400 square foot, like two bays and a Kroger strip mall. Like we did that. And then Tyler, then we opened basically, let's say she had a bit like Tyler on Thursday. We like opened the office, a soft start on Monday. that Monday. Another so, example of how you guys are like superhuman people. Okay. No, it was not intended. Tyler was late. The practice got finished. All the timing. Just timing. Yeah. It just happened. It wasn't yeah. intended, but Yes, I was in the hospital for three days and literally the U-Haul where we packed our house up in Indianapolis was in the hospital parking lot (laughs) and Tyler and I were there together. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And so then a couple of years later, Tucker joins. And so you're kind of building out your base there from an orthodontic standpoint have you always worked four days a week? Did we do daycare? Like, did you oh, cut yeah. back your schedule? Like, let's talk that's about that. That's a whole nother story. I'll try to keep it really short. But the crazy family that we all moved here with so, my sister and her husband, Todd's twin sister and husband, and all our kids, we shared a house for the first <laughs> three years. Oh, my goodness. So it was like a communal, like, <laughs> raising it was situation. Together so that we because we were all broke like they started up their practice with zero patients and we started up our practice day one with zero patients so and Sarah was our office manager our one employee that we were paying with zero patients so we were all renting a house together sharing expenses and we each took a day so I was home on Monday and watched the kids on Monday Uncle Ray was home on Tuesday Todd was home on Wednesday Aunt Sarah was home on Thursday my sister was home on Friday like we each took a day So we had no daycare expenses and our kids were always with an aunt or uncle or mom or dad for the first three years. So I will tell you, it's harder than dentistry by like 100%. My day was the hardest day. I was like, take me back to work. I think, again, we have this whole picture and and this is kind of what I, I talk to buyers and they're about to buy a practice, especially females. And I think there's just like this vision of whatever it should be in our head. What's cool about your story is like, you really just said, screw that. Like, we're going to do our own thing and we're going to make it work. And like, this is what it's got to be because we have this greater vision in mind of what we want to build and what we want to be. And this is short term. And like, what can we do to make it like work for us right now? And so I think that's really incredible. So we did work four days from the beginning, but Todd and I had different days because we each had to take a date off with the kids to share this childcare. But yes, but we also only had two chairs. And so we rotated that for that reason too, which was great. By the time Tucker came around, we did have enough chairs that we each had our 
like um so how do you manage that now right like charles and i both know like you think when they're babies that's the most work you'll ever have and then as they get older there's like it seems to like never stop so and charles is further along in this journey than i am i have 12 and 7 year old too but how does that work now right just with kind of life games that type of thing like do you both kind of just structure it where hey we're done at certain times and we do that together is there kind of a rotation of hours like how does that work so like a couple key points for our family one, I mean, it's like a little bit like take risks, like know yourself. We were able to afford to take those risks we're comfortable with if things didn't work out. And with that question that you have, the answer is we get through all this stuff, honestly, primarily because Tara's an incredible planner. That's one thing. We try to build our schedules around work, but we really believe our family and we believe our team's families are more important than our practice. So we have a saying that says we exist to be at our best for the things that matter most. And that's our faith, our family, our friends, and our patients. And we really believe that. So like right now in the summertime, an example of that would be we work seven to three, Monday through Thursday. We don't take a lunch. And then we are available. And like you both know, when your kids are younger, it's a different set of stressors. You know, like it's just different. It's more like daycare. It's not practice. But Right now, they keep us super busy with sports. I mean, in the summer, it's really important for us to get off early so we can be involved in all of those things. During the school time, I can't do that. But just balance. Like, I want to be a working mom, but I also want to be a mom. So Fridays and Thursday afternoons, I can do all the things, whether it's, you know, sports or field trips or this or that. Like, I can't make every one. If it's on a Monday, sometimes I can't make it, but I still do my best, so... Yeah. And your kids have just also grown up in this, right? Like they literally have, this has been their entire life. So like, it's just, that's what they know. And that's what you guys know. And you've made it work. Between an aunt or an uncle or whatever. There's always the village. We tag team all the time. Like I'll take the kids this time. You take like all the time. One of the things that I just, I absolutely just love. And I'm just so much trying to promote is that ability as an owner. I mean that you're telling me that you have your choice. You're in charge of your schedule. You're in charge of your seven to three. You're in charge of, okay, if this certain field trip that you really do want to be on, that you have the ability to schedule your patients, you know, around that. And you have the ability to plan your summers. You have the ability now to, if you need to bring in an associate for whatever reason, it's just, you guys have been, it's like, this is such an inspirational message and and story. It's amazing. And, And Tara, if there's anything else that we can, you know, as we have a huge, obviously half our audience, uh, they're obviously female and there is just an emotional tug as a mom, emotional tug as a spouse of the, and to, what they envision of what their life is going to be like even before they have kids. And so this daunting task of, do I become an owner, but I've gone to dental school and there's, there's, there's this like emotional, well, I went to dental school, I guess I should, but it does, does it make sense for me? If this is the constant battle that we hear literally from thousands of young female recent graduates. And so your story alone is amazing. I know last last week, Christy, you did a really good interview with Angie, one of our advisors here at Kane Waters, and you know to kind of inspire again of kind of how to balance all that out. But just anything else, Tara, I, I would love just for our both listeners, you know, right? You know, the, the husband wants that sanity too, right? We always want for us to be happy. You know, wife's got to be want to be happy. But uh, what could you share with just all of our female uh, listeners about ownership and this whole kind of work life balance thing? So I would say if you desire that, you can find a way to make it happen. So if you want to be an owner, then don't be afraid of that just because you're afraid, you know, with being a mom too. It's not something that you get to decide what that looks like for you. 
So for me, I've wanted to be an orthodontist since I was in sixth grade. So I kind of knew that's what I like my, that was always my goal. And of course I also wanted to be a mom, but I wanted to make it happen both to make it happen. So I make sure that I can be both things and I'm a better mom because I get to go to work and do what I love that fills me up. And when I get home, I'm a, I'm a better mom for it. So I don't hold any guilt in that. So I would say to anyone, a young female who's afraid of that, like if that's what fills you up, that will make you a better mom. So don't hold guilt in that you're a worker. I love that because I do feel like life is full of like being like, I'm not sure how I can ever fit that in, right? Like, I mean, every life stage, it's like before you have kids, you're like, I don't know how in the world I would do this and do that. And then you do it and it just works. And then second kid, you're like, I don't know how in the world we'd add another thing to this kind of circus we have going on. And then you do and it just works. And I think those next steps are really important. And I think we're focusing a lot on the family piece because I think that's an important piece of this but I also kind of want to talk about kind of the dynamic you two have together. I think that's a question that we get a lot. What are some obstacles and kind of how do you guys work together? Does one do more of the admin stuff? And I'm sure that's evolved over time too, but like, how does that work? And I'm sure it's just all been roses and no issues ever (laughs) along the whole 12 years, but let's talk about that a little bit about how you two actually work together and run the practice together. I'll, Todd's probably going to want to say a lot about this, but I'll just say real quick, I could not imagine doing it without Todd. I'm not saying I couldn't. I'm sure I could, but it wouldn't have been the same. I wouldn't have wanted to probably now that I know what we can do together because it's just we have our different strengths. We're very different, but without his, I couldn't be the best me. So Todd is the dreamer. He has all these things that he wants to do all the time, but he has a really hard time doing them. (laughs) Implementation, maybe? (laughs) And I'm the opposite. I'm very, like, type A, and I I just get it done, but maybe I have a harder time, like, dreaming outside the box or doing something that is different. And he is – so sometimes I have to rein him back in. And sometimes he has to pull me out, but whatever he ends up doing, I end up doing and making happen. But another piece to that, I will say that gives us a lot of family time is his twin sister, Sarah. She's our office manager and she does everything. She's the one person that we could trust 100% with all the things. So if it weren't for her, we probably would work more with an admin day. Or just something else where we have to do the books and the payroll and all the things that she does for us. So we are so blessed that it's not just me and Todd, but also our you know partner in crime and a sister. So, so I, I got a question there because it is something that absolutely I hear every day. So let's recap of what you just said. So we've got a four doctor practice. It's, we're hitting on all cylinders, and you're telling me that you have a office manager that runs pretty much the show from the administrative standpoint. Yes. Payroll, management of the team, supplies, just any of the HR kind of crap that just kind of happens. And so you have a systems in place and a team in place to allow you to go and do your clinical, be your motivational cheerleader and go home to your family. Is that correct? It's 100% accurate. This is so important. I'm telling you, this is a huge stumbling block because all you hear is that's the biggest hurdle to be an owner is that you're going to do all this extra work. So what was this epiphany to say, I need this person? How do you find this person for them to oh, be able sister. to- it's a sister. I mean, did, was she naturally the sister? Was she already there? I feel like Todd's been like dying to like 
talk. He's been trying so hard this to is, stop. It's, it's next to impossible to find his people. Coming at us here. So, but like the first question about um, obstacles, I think, and then the second one maybe about like the operational side. So, like I would tell any listener to this, like if you are going to have a breakfast with your spouse, you, this is a fundamental. Your marriage has to be more important to you than your business. Like it doesn't matter, and that's not dentistry. That's just life. Like your marriage has to be more important than the work because if that's that if that's reversed then everything falls apart so you just have to be honest with yourself like as far as obstacles go like yeah we have we're just like regular people i'll tell you like a real world thing okay let's say um you're having a rough morning you're having like a rough morning right and you're driving to work you got a 15 minute commute and you're like you're just not seeing eye to eye it could be something silly but guess what? In 13 minutes, you have a huddle with like 32 team members and they feed off your energy. So somehow you got to go from like, why didn't you fill up the, the tank? You know, like, I don't know, you it last, whatever, to like, good morning, guys. How did yesterday go? And like, that's a small thing, but that is a reality of when you're working together that you have to keep in mind. And that, but again, if your marriage is more important than your business, you'll always work through those things. So as far as finding my sister, an operational person i think it's really like dentists are so they're craftsmen and then they're control type a like this bunch of this crew right that gets filtered into dental school and so they have a hard time letting go of the numbers the supplies they're nitpicking over who knows what and they're so busy doing that stuff that they never get to grow into what they could like dream about like the stuff that i love and so we got, we're, we're blessed and lucky to have a sister who had no dental background come up with us when we had four people in our practice, Tara, myself, my sister, and one dental assistant. We would come home at night and be like, are we going under? We would talk to Hunter, you know, and, and like joke about that, like, are we going to go under today or Todd going to jail for some reason, like with accounting or something? But we were lucky with, with that. But the big pick, the point is, I think, and then I'll shut up about it, is that like, you have to decide if you're going to be able to let that trust go into somebody. And if you're going to be able to build that system that you have to let go of so that you can go on and work on, I guess, bigger picture things to be able to grow so that your people can grow and like replace yourself to a certain degree. Because when you don't do that, then that's when then burnout and stress and stagnation, they build up, you carry that home, and it just spills over into the rest of the You're building a business. Problems. Right. You're yeah. building a business and not just you. Like you're not the only person. You are clearly a very important person, but you built processes and people and built them up so that you're replaceable. Right. With the way I always joke that, like, our goal is to be replaceable because then that that means you've built a successful business and people are looking. Yeah, they look to you for leadership and, and kind of that guiding light. But at the same time, they look to your sister, you know, for, you know, the day to day stuff that, you know, allows you to do what you do best. Right. Which is lead the overall office and kind of be the clinical leader of the practice. And I think that you are also so much better at things you specialize in. And maybe that's easier for me to say because I'm a specialist, so I have that like mindset. But if I were trying to do clinical dentistry and trying to really do the, the, the books and the management part of it really well, I would have had to sacrifice one or the other. I would do each of them probably mediocre fine and we would be okay but we wouldn't do it really well so because sarah can specialize in 
the business and the finance, like she knows that so much better than I could if I tried to do that and be an orthodontist at the same time. Yep. It's easier said for us because we can give a hundred percent trust in like she's family. She's more than family. Like, so she's not only our sister, but our best friend in every way. So that's easier because we have her. If you have to hire that out, it'd be a little harder to give all that trust to. So I get it's easier for us to say, but it is so true. If you can find someone to really specialize in the management side of it and let you specialize in the clinical and the team motivated and all the other things that you're supposed to be, then you're going to be so much better. You're going to be better. Yeah, I, I always say, you know, in this case, an orthodontist, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how can you do one more start? You know, what if you just took away all this energy on the admin day and, and, and the admin hours, try to figure out how to do one, two, three more starts a week. What does that turn into from a revenue? What does it turn into a profit? Same thing in general dentistry. It's like, how do you see more patients? Just stop focusing on the business part. Add the team train the team, have the leadership systems in place, let the business run on its own. Because in the end, that's just another stress that we can remove from ourselves. Like you said, just have, have that team that we're- You got your back. You got your back. Yeah. You know, it's just something where you're not there, you know, it's it's going to be fine. Just like when you guys are out today and not in the office. And, you know, even though it's a Friday and you just know things are fine, you know, because you have a team- that you built, uh, even with associates, knowing that you, know, you can take off and, and relax. Well, we're going to let you get back to your weekend with one final question. If someone's listening today and has a fiance or, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, they're married, whatever it might be, and they're still in school and they're kind of looking at what comes next for them. What's the piece of advice that you would give young couples in dentistry, residency, specialists, whoever it is that's looking to own together or just you know, both work, right? Both be practice owners, either collectively or apart based on your experience thus far and kind of where you guys are today. One thing I would say is don't settle. And I think Todd already said this first, don't let fear control your decisions. Um, When we were first starting, everyone was telling us, don't do it. Don't do it because your marriage won't survive. Don't do it because you won't get referrals. Like even the banks were like, we won't loan money with that business um, like plan. So we had two separate business plans and ended up doing what we wanted anyways. But um, don't settle. I went to a couple of interviews just because I was afraid I wasn't going to have any income initially. So I went to a couple of interviews to do like an associateship on a couple days a week and then work in our practice a couple days a week. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but um, one was going to have me do things I didn't believe in. And I was like, nope, not doing that. And one was going to give um, like a radius that I wouldn't be able to work with my husband and do this job at the same time. And I was like, nope, nope that's greater picture. So I ended up going and doing it without any other side income, but that I did because of like with, with some fear, but did it anyways. And because I was not willing to settle, that is one of the biggest things. Like it was so hard to say no to a guaranteed salary and they were giving a good one, but I was like, nope, for the greater picture for what we wanted our vision. That's kind of what the biggest thing I would say. I mean, I would just say like, know yourself. That's critical because there are dental dentists coming up that practice ownership isn't right for and that's okay too. There's no shame in that. Like being an associate has its great benefits as well. It's not about being an owner or being an associate that one's better than the other. 
figuring these things out by knowing yourself is a crucial thing. I think also checking your ego at the door. Like, I can't tell you how many people I come across that they cause so many problems for themselves because their ego gets in the way of the progress that they could make. And that's whether it's in their family or in their business. And then, yeah, it's like, don't let fear drive you. It's okay to fail. This is not a game of perfect. And when you look back on your career, you'll be so thankful for some of the risks I think that you take if you're comfortable with yourself taking. That's some of the advice that I would give. Yeah, no, it helps so much. And I think that your comment about you need to know yourself, you don't have to own, there's not a right or wrong and the fear piece go together because I think there's a fear of risk and a fear of like failure and a fear of, you know, listening to everyone's fears that drives people in one direction or the other versus like looking internally and being like, what do I want? And what do I think I'm capable of? And how do I want this to look? So I just think that's great advice. And you guys have been lovely. I just thank you so much for joining us, for sharing your story, um, your work, your family. You guys are so fun. Um, and uh... I, I think I got a couple crush on this. They, I mean, I can't tell who loves more here. I mean, she looks at him. We're, we're doing a little squad cast today. So there's so much love going on there in Nashville. It's crazy. And the support you guys have given each other. What a wonderful story and inspiration you guys have been able to share for our audience. And so. our producer is going to take a little screenshot. So give us a smile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we can do that. And then we are going to wrap up today so you guys can get back to your weekend but just thank you guys so much for sharing your story with us today. We're appreciative of you. And thanks for joining Transition Talk. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for having us. I want to say one more thing. Sure. You don't have to include it if you don't want to. But I want to speak to the women who decide that owning maybe is not right for them because of how much time it takes. Of you know, And I couldn't do it without Todd. But so our associates, for example currently decided that owning wasn't right for them and their family but I would say find a practice that puts family first because a hundred percent we love on our team so much that we think that their family comes before our practice so we will bend over backwards to make that work for their family and if they really want to put that above all else they need to ask the right questions when they're interviewing so I would just heed that advice just a little bit because I've heard other stories where they're in a practice where they can't get to anything like kids, this and that, and the other, or they'll lose their job. Yep. That's just the opposite of what you want to do. So I love that. And we'll 100% include it because I think it's mm-hmm. such an important message. So, well, thank you so much. I appreciate okay, you. Yeah. You guys have an incredible weekend. And we'll see you later. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, team. That's all we have for today. I hope you enjoyed hearing Dr. Todd and Dr. Tara Larrabee's story. I think they're pretty dang special and have just built an incredible practice with some solid foundational advice that I think everyone can take a little bit from. Thanks for joining us on episode 91 of Transition Talk. As always, make sure to share the transition love with those who may not know of us yet. And of course, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next time.